From grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. And this is the best beer show on the internet. It's Brian over here. You know, what is it about the second show of the day that always makes it feel just that much more smooth? People don't know that <laughs> the people that make could be the the beer. I don't know. I don't know, man. The it, there's just something about it, like you, <laughs> you you get in the groove, and it just makes it a little better. They only know if we say it. Yeah, and I just said it. So and I said it in the last episode too. <laughs> like I can't go back in time, Brian. This is the first episode. This is the first episode of the second episode. Yes. Anyway, moving on. Um. All right. Before we get too deep here, I want to give a big shout out to the American Homebrewers Association. They do not support home brewing and home brewers, and now they support us. And the AHA will give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Go on the referral link, the our homepage, and join today. And also, just ask at tap rooms because, like, you know, they might not advertise it. And you just be like, hey, you gonna get this? And then you'll really confuse the staff. Yep. It'll be fun. I uh, also want to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornsson, Hoppenbrill Brewing, Brian Bryanson, Devin Stinson, and Phil Feldman. If you'd like to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash blindnessstudios or click on the patron link above our homepage at blindnessstudios.com. Brian, what are you ranting about this week? Oh, do you really <laughs> want to know? I really do want to know. So before the show, as we often do, we went to eat and have some beers because that's what we do. And we usually go to a we, different bar than. Yeah, we, we usually just go to a local, like, uh, bar restaurant. Well, here's the deal we used to go to Main Streeters. Yep. And now there's a new bar in the building. And now the new bar in the building is called Patty's Pub and Boxy House. Now, they make some Amazeballs food. Yes. Hands down, Amazeballs food. But here's my problem What is your problem, Brian? It's that bottoms-up beer-pouring thing. You mean that complete and utter bullshit device that they have that fills the beer from the bottom up? I hate it. This sounds like the worst infomercial. <laughs> but also, it fucking sucks. Oh, my God. This yeah, thing is you, terrible. You ever see, like, I, I feel All like. All right, so d- d- describe it, like, how, how this works. So it's a gl- like a glass, and there's a hole in the bottom. Yeah, so your, your glass is now a tube. Or a straw. Yeah, and then it has, like, some kind of cap. Uh, it's a magnet. Or a magnet, yeah. Yep. And there's, Mag- like, a washer. Yep. And so we they pour the... Well, you can't even, It's not even pour. It's, it's fill. Yeah. You yep. fill. You fill the beer. And, and it fills from the bottom. And if you... Are are very curious and very tactile and need to fucking touch everything like I do and mess around you, with you. You pour a lot of beer on your lap. <laughs> <laughs> I poked the bottom of my finger through the, <laughs> through the hole in the bottom and beer spilled all over the bar. And <laughs> yeah, so all right, yeah, so you have the pint glass and there's there's a uh, I, I don't know, a finger sized hole in the bottom of all of the pint glasses. Yeah. yeah. And the the magnet, it's not a very strong magnet. So if you give it a little poke, uh, it spills on you. So the way Patty's works is all the magnets have a letter on them. Yeah. And if you collect enough, then they spell Patty or Boxty, then you get a free beer. You're not supposed to take those magnets, are you? Yeah. What? 
Yeah. Why didn't I take the magnets then? Because what the fuck are you going to do with all these sticky-ass magnets? I don't know. Because that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want a sticky magnet. I know. That's the thing. But like, I should have taken it anyway. So, like, when I found out about that, I was like, I don't want sticky magnets. So they gave me a handful of clean ones. Why? I don't understand. <laughs> Why would you? That sounds like... Uh, Listen, one of the ads or testimonials, what did what did I say that the guy said? The guy said, if you can't pay off the 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 bottoms of draft system, draft system in a year, you've got other issues. You know what those other issues are? People taking the magnets. All right. <laughs> that sounds like you're losing money right off the bat. There. <laughs> somebody's stealing your magnets. Uh, so right, where did all the magnets? I, I I have I have a few fundamental issues with with this with this system. All right. Just as far as like not not even like industry as far as an Irish pub having this system how the fuck do you pour a proper Guinness from the bottom up I don't know man you drank two of them today let me ask you yeah they weren't fucking poured <laughs> properly no they weren't but like that I mean they've never poured one properly but that doesn't like I'm just like you can't you can't do that um and then you have specialty glasses I feel like they they have to cost more than your regular bar glass. Well, so and so I, a night at hop. How many glasses you guys break a day? I mean, you know, it it, it varies, but you know, not not a an lot. insignificant amount. No, and that's that's what I basically what I said to you when I looked at it. I was like, dude, these glasses break all the time. And so, I mean, I know there are plastic options, but we were talking about this again off mic, and it it was built for this, these systems were built for stadiums. Yep, and that's Andy says in the UK they have them on stadiums all over, and they have them in stadiums all over here too. Yeah, like, and it makes sense. Like, if you're pouring like ten Bud Lights at a time, then that makes sense. But yeah, if you you're just slap them down and they're filling as as we will probably talk about it later because we're going to be talking about Irish extra stout today. Honestly, that's the topic in case you guys want to know, unless you're just going to shut it off because we're bitching about I bottoms up. Yeah, right. But God damn it. <laughs> in any case, like uh, again, yeah, no, you can't pour a proper pint of Guinness and it like, what is it? It should take six minutes to pour a Guinness or something like that. Right. It's two, whatever. It's 120 seconds. It's so two it's minutes. A lot is still more than one minute. It's a lot of minutes. It's literally double. Any more double than, double one minute. Any more than one <laughs> minute is a lot of minutes. Uh, no, and like yeah, like that's that's a that's a specific um, beer. But even like, so we, we're a college town, um, and so like it it is a little bit about volume, but that specific bar isn't. That makes sense. Yeah, like if you are a high volume bar, then. I kind of understand this system because you you get rid of some of the foam problem, but also unless your lines are balanced, don't you still have the foam problem? Man, yeah. I mean, this there's some of these uh, the the testimonials or articles about this that it it saves twenty five percent of the beer from in the keg from being poured down the drain. And I'm not going to name which bar, but there's a bar near where I live that the people just don't know how to pour a pint. Yeah, so this is a training issue. Yeah, so if you're if you're losing 25% of the beer in your keg, you've got other problems, yeah. like the guy who was like, I, you know. So we, we were talking a little bit, and I think that the better, uh, so you have, 
you have like this issue where they don't want to train the staff to pour a beer properly. Yeah. Right. So put the onus on the comp- uh, on the customer. Do one of those like pour your own uh, like tap wells. Dude, yeah, no, I love those. I love those because then I get a perfect pint every time, and it's fantastic. You know what's interesting is they cut you off after. God, is it thirty two ounces? Only at Can Can. Only at Can Can. No, there was that that place in Duluth does it too. Oh, okay. Tap exchange um, Duluth. The tap one, uh, the one near Surly, um, uh, the market. Yeah, they do not. Wow. Yeah, because I was I bought Carlos a beer, and then me a beer, and then me another beer, and then me another beer, and then another beer. Speaking um, of Carlos, do you realize that if Carlos invented uh, a filling system, it for, would be bottoms up. No, it would be from the side. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow that seems better. Sides up. I mean, and, if, and well, Why does that seem better? because like if, if you put if you put like a little hose in there, like and then like it goes down and like it like and uh, I, there's your discussion topic for deal. <laughs> <laughs> Build a better draft system. Oh, for God's sake! But yeah, like I, this, it just seems like it's not that fucking hard to pour a beer. Right? No. And so who are these people hiring that they're that they're literally pouring 25% of a keg down the down the drain? That's like yeah, lack of caring and training. Like it's unbelievable. And like to sit there and like I'll be at a bar sometimes and be like, "Oh, I have a like a hop and barrel whatever, Minnesotan." And then watch them like have too much head and then dump Dump all Dump the beer it. out and leave the head in the glass? Yeah, it's just, I'm like, whoa, how are you doing? I, I don't, I guess I'm going to sell another keg more quickly. Like, right. I don't know. But yeah, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, and, and in my experience and having worked in bars for many, many years, almost two decades, like, yeah, a lot of it gets dumped down the drain because people are moving too fast. So slow down. You're going to be able to serve more people, more beer. Yes. Anyway. By, the, by the time you fiddle with it, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's, well, and like at this bar uh, in particular that we're talking about, they, they're only serving one customer at a time anyway. True. I don't know. I guess my whole thing is that it, I, I, I hate uh, single use plastic. So if these, well, are, and that's the thing, like, and you're throwing away all these fucking magnets all the time. And yeah. I mean, then that's the magnets. That's another thing to clean too. Like, they don't get cleaned. They get tossed. Wait, what? Or taken. The magnets? Why not? Why? This is even more dumb. Yeah. The magnets get tossed or taken. Because remember we were talking about how they put the, the name on the, like the, the letters on there so you can collect them and get a free beer? I'm pissed that I didn't take the magnets. You shouldn't be. Don't support the <laughs> magnet system. The magnet system is broken. This is bullshit. <laughs> Anyway, it's not worth the five dollars, Brian. Gosh, should we talk about extra Irish? These magnets are killing sea turtles. Uh, before, <laughs> are they? Probably, if the sea turtles are made out of metal. Oh my gosh! Anyway, we have something more important to talk about first. Oh yeah, we got a calibrator, baby. Yeah. Yes, commercial calibration. Uh, this was sent in by listener and patron uh, Tyler Capic. And, yeah, uh, we are going to try Pilsner Urquell, which is... Isn't it Ur- been a, Urquell? Urquell. Yep, Pilsner uh. Urquell, uh, which is a beer that we have not been able to find locally. That's... Huh. 
Distributed by... I don't know. I'm just going to open this. Oh, that's a cool cap. I'm going to actually save it. Oh, we have to do the fancy open now. Well, then I can put it in one of the glasses on the, the counter in my home and look at them later and enjoy them. That's how I roll. All right. Let's All pour right. this bitch. Yes. Pilsner, well, uh, in 1842 at a brewery in Pilsen, uh, brewer Joseph Grohl introduced the world of the first golden Pilsner lager. Do you think he's re- related to Dave Grohl? I bet they're the same person. Sweet. Dave Grohl is awesome. He's pretty dope. <laughs> that time he broke his leg and then just continued playing. Yeah. He, he had a guitar throne. They erected erected a guitar yeah. throne. Yeah. Dave yeah. Grohl's awesome. It's pretty dope. Do you think Dave Grohl listens to this show? I would hope so. Yeah, me too. I bet he does. I bet he homebrew. Well, I bet he's going to start homebrewing as he becomes like old dad. Yeah. He probably like. This is definitely an old dad hobby. He probably lurks in the chat but doesn't say anything. Yeah. Is he in there? No. All right. <laughs> oh, Andy's is in a can. He's like, at last, I finally have one in the fridge of one that you guys are trying. That's awesome. But his is in a can. Yeah, so it'll taste way different. No, it'll I'm just kidding. Probably taste way better. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have this um, beautiful straw gold, crystal clear. Aroma... Malty, a little, um... Oh, fucking wrong glass. That's, right. yeah, no, that's... that's Ooh, uh, that, yeah, this head's sticking around. Um, sticking around yeah. way better than the lacuna. Mm-hmm. What am I smelling, though? There's something... Skunk. Okay. Or yeah. Captain, right? Yep. Yeah, um, and f- anecdotally, like, I'm, I'm told... And this isn't a brown bottle, and I believe that... And correct me if I'm wrong, that Pilsner Urquell used to come in a green bottle. Mm-hmm. Oh, ooh, that is skunky. Well, but don't they put skunk in on purpose? Though, I don't like know. Heineken, apparently, they got removed the skunk and then people were drinking the beer and they freaked out. Yeah, they're like, oh, this beer is, tastes good. We can't have that. Skunk and then um, noble hop spice and then lager yeast, that sort of like fruit, fruity. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah, it's all sort of mingled together. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Wow. That's a very smooth lager character. Um, wow, spicy. Bitter. Quite bitter. Yeah, I'm having trouble getting past the skunk, I'm not going to lie. Um, but if I can get my tongue around it. Man, that was a tasty lager. Mm, there it is. Bready. Very briskety, very like dry. Definitely dry. Um, man, I, I yeah. think I could drink a few of these. Yeah, this is a delicious beer. Holy crap! That wow. noble hop character is just Dude, it's delightful. It's spicy and it's it's mingling and it with the and it's oh yeah, mingling with that that. Biscuity, crackery, Pilsner malt. I'd be really curious to learn the recipe. Uh, Andy says he doesn't have any of the skunky, but his is very DMS heavy. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, not... I'm not getting any DMS in ours. Mm-mm. 
Interesting. All right. All right. Well, should we uh, dive into our discussion topic? Yes. All right, now that we're 15 minutes into the show. We spent 10 minutes bitching. Uh, Uh, Not bitching, discussing. Discussing, got it, got it. Yes, 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 yes. So we're going to talk about 15... Uh, BJCP style 15C Irish Extra Stout. And not just because I have to rebrew this one for the Every Style Challenge. <laughs> Man, that's still a thing. Uh, yeah, I, I was, I was, uh, so as you know, I've been dating somebody new and I brought that up and we were talking about that and I realized how long ago that was and I was like, oh my God, how long can I ride that? Like, mm. I've been riding that wave for a long fucking time. Yeah, no kidding. When do I get to stop that? Brew the beer. Do a good job. I don't, I, but I, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Irish Extra Stout is a fuller bodied black beer with pronounced roasted flavor. So we're talking about like your Irish stout, which, you know, is something that was derived from Porter uh, somewhere around the 1700s. You know, what uh, Guinness was, what, somewhere around 1760. Um, and so Guinness Extra Stout is is the the uh, beer that comes to mind. Now, this gravity sits at around more like 1052. Uh, and your, say, your, like, just regular Irish uh, stout so, like, the Guinness that's not the extra stout, like the reg- just regular old Guinness is probably more like 3.5-4% and would probably have a... 4.2, I believe. Okay, we're probably looking at an OG of about 1036 because mm-hmm. we want this beer to be really dry. So, um, <clears throat> let's see. We're going to... We open a bottle of the extra stout. Yeah, pour yours a little bit more uh, aggressively. Vigorously. Yeah. All right, yeah. See, look at that. Look at that head. Very nice. Um, jet black, uh, opaque, definitely opaque, a thick, creamy, thick and per- creamy, t- the persistent tan head mm. is characteristic, mm. man, Gary, you really got on these, uh, appearance descriptions. I really like that. Uh, long time listeners know, uh, remember our friend Gary, who, uh, obviously wrote all of the, uh, BJCP style guidelines. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh geez, that's a callback. <laughs> In any case, uh, we are m- m- aroma-wise. This is what a, a beer that I like to to th- this style. I like to say hints of hops, maybe light, earthy, spicy, but typically absent, especially if this bottle's been sitting around for a while. Now, we would really want a, a hint, so. I want it to be, what was I saying off mic? I was saying that if I read the beer description and it said a hint of Saw's Noble Hops, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I can see that. And if I didn't know that it was in there, I wouldn't probably perceive Mm -hmm. it. So that's that's how I want this one to work. While we were talking about this, like a recipe creation thing, you you, uh, gave me a rule of thumb that I had never heard before regarding IBUs and... Uh, stouts. Well, we likely hadn't talked too much recently anyway, but when I was in my homebrewing prime, you know, or somewhere around 2005 mm-hmm. through 2010, 11, um, 
<clears throat> I brewed the crap out of dark beer all the time because I love dark beer. It's my favorite. Um, I also love IPA, but I would say my 100% best favorite beer is uh, Altbearsh Dunkel by uh, Iinger. And so I made a lot of dark beer all the time. And so the this rule of thumb is um, one IBU per per gravity point. So if we have a 1036 beer, we want 36 IBU. Um, so if we're talking an OG, a 1052, we probably want, you know, 50 IBU, you know, uh, which might sound a little bit, a little bit heavy, but this is all a bittering charge. And what we're trying to do is offset how acrid this beer is. Um, because of the way that the roast malt works, uh, in this beer and, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit about the recipe. So in my mind, this is a really simple recipe. We're talking about, again, an English pale malt because we want, we want this biscuity, bready, melanoid in character. But with this style of beer, the idea isn't to put uh, any caramel malt or sweetness in this at all. All right. Our sweetness is going to come from, from something else, which we'll get into. So we're talking probably English pale malt, flaked barley and roasted barley, and that's it. Okay. And the roasted barley is not something that is, um, gone through the germination process. And in fact, like if you tried to like bite a, a barley, an unmalted barley kernel, you'd probably break your teeth. They're really hard. So when we, when we smush and steam and flake these, the, this barley, it, it does give it, you know, it does turn it to that starch that we can convert. But it, if we made a full on flaked barley mash, it would take a long time because it would, you know, take forever to convert you know, the starches to sugar. So why then the flake barley? Well, it's for head retention and this big crazy head, like the, the head and the lacing on this glass that I poured of this Guinness extra stout is insane. So very simple recipe, 60 minute bittering charge, maybe a little bit at 15 to get hints, but the hops are only providing balance for that little bit of sweetness that we will eke yeah. out from the English pale malt. Um, and I mean, I'm barely getting hints if I'm being completely honest. Like, of hop? Of yeah, hop. well, and then likely, like I said, this bottle's probably been sitting on the shelf yeah. for quite a while, and we've probably degraded any sort of um, hop character anyway, which is fine, because all we want is this this bittering charge. Yeah, we get we get a lot of that, like, that coffee, um, that coffee roast, little bit of like dark chocolate. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a very good bead on what percentage of our listeners are fiddling around with their water, but absolutely the key to this beer is high alkalinity in the water. And that is like the cream in the coffee in a sense where if you if you have bad water, you're gonna make bad coffee. If you have bad coffee grounds, it's gonna be and bad water, it's gonna be bad coffee. Like if you use good malt and good water, that is 150 to 200 ppb of alkalinity. That's what's really gonna offset this beer. And highly recommend not using a clean or neutral uh, 
ale strain. Highly recommend using the actual Irish ale yeast strain, which I've, I'll look up the number here. I'll do that. And you, okay. I mean, got you're it. on a roll. Sure. Uh, well, that's pretty much my role. Um, but we, you know, so start, let's say we start our, our OG at 10.52. We want to get down to 10.10. The dryness is going to come from uh, the roast and then the way that we, you know, are hopping it. Um, but, yeah, so this is this style comparison, this is like your mid midpoint between an Irish stout and foreign extra stout. Strength, flavor, yeah. intensity, uh, similarly balanced, uh, definitely more body rich, more complex than your Irish stout. Why? Because it's just fuller bodied, has more malt. It's just a little extra, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's exactly. like a domestic extra. Yeah. Like your cousin who's just a little weird. <laughs> Not like you're like the dude the who you met in a in a bar overseas who's like really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you've got some experience with that. You don't? Yeah, I do. <laughs> okay, what did I say? 1760? Wow, I was really close. Uh, Guinness, 1759. Oh, damn. That's very close. Wow. It's like literally a year off. Yep. Well, I think I said 1760s. I don't know. Who knows? Right. Um, anyway, uh, Irish Ale Strains. Uh, y Yeast is 1084 mm-hmm. um, or WLP004 from White Labs. That's a low number. I'll be damned. 004. Yep. Okay. 004. Got it. Yeah, that's that's how I would roll with it. Keep it simple, man. Like, I mean, this is definitely like a kiss style. Like, yeah. you don't you don't really need to mess with it too much. You know, they're not. Um, yeah, few malts and very simple hopping, and you're good to go. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a really good style. So, all right, so if we were going to brew one, I don't know if we really have anything else to say. Like, um, we're talking, what, like 85 90% of our grist is going to be base malt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're going to add just enough roast for a little bit of that, that character and color. Mm-hmm. Um, and the rest of it's going to be your flaked barley. Yep, and then this style will very definitely lend to a uh, nitrogen draft pour, heavier. Um, yeah, so fun fact, the uh, the extra is not available on a nitro pour. Oh, interesting. At least, like, not here in, in the States anywhere that I've seen. Maybe it is at St. James Gate in Dublin. Who knows? I did not see it there. Oh. Is that, has, is that a pilgrimage, pilgrimage you haven't made yet, Brian? No, I've... <laughs> <laughs> I've been to a lot of places in Europe uh, for booze reasons, but not not to the Guinness. All right, not yet. There's one in the U.S. that I really want to check out. They're uh, they're um, I think it's in like Pennsylvania or something. Let's just go. See, I'll like, drive. Just like a little weekend trip, you know, just yeah. like knock it, knock that out. We can stop in Indiana and visit the Bottoms Up uh, Draft System Factory. Who burned to the ground? <laughs> <laughs> we'll burn. We'll burn it from the bottom up. Whoops! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, put a magnet on that fire. <laughs> no, <anyway>. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Should we get out of here, buddy? Yeah. All right. Uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, or show ideas, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewsstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewsstudios or follow us on Instagram at blindnewsstudios. 
And I'll see you guys next week, but not really next week, the week after next week, because we're doing every other week now. Unless you're listening to this a week after it came out, then it will be next week. Or yeah. if you're listening to this in the past, then I don't know. You got you got to figure that out. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>